fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive, brought to you by the good people at the Rudder Street Journal. Paving your way to fantasy excellence, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory. All your football-related fantasies come true. This is the tight show where we rattle off a lot of stuff that happened in week six, and there was a decent amount uh, before kickoff to what figures to be a pretty good Sunday night game between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I can tell you, after week one, I would not have thought that the Cowboys would be in the conversation for best team in any in anything. And you might, they win today. You might say they're the best team in the NFC. We'll see what's going on. I am starting. I'm not the Truth Jones. I'm your host. I'm starting this intro as my co host. The Wolf of Rotor Street himself is adding a kicker. Wolf, how you Got doing? Got it done. Got it. Jake Elliott has come through. He's going to be my Sunday night boy. I'm facing uh, Jalen Hurts. So it's kind of that negative narrative for Jalen Hurts. If they stall out, that means my boy Jake Elliott's playing well. So we will see. But I'm in pretty good shape in all my leagues, Truth. How about you? How are you doing today? Um, I'm in pretty good shape in one and in one I am I think right now I'm a 46% chance to win so I'm not out of it you know I, I got I have hurts going tonight so we'll see what happens yeah, um, nice. so it, it hasn't been a disaster I, I I was a very boomer bust guy with my guys I had a lot of guys that did really well and a lot of guys that did absolutely nothing Jeff Wilson for instance yeah oh god yeah. Yeah, we anyway. both we both got hurt by the Jeff Wilson train today, but yeah, we got, why don't we, we get that some perfect segue? Let's talk about who helped us, who hurt us, who wins our stud of the week honors. We got a few nominations. All right, well, studs of the week. We're gonna call, uh, give these guys a duo treatment: Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, coming back into what? What is it? The Superdome? Do they even call it the Superdome anymore? Anyway, those guys with a lot of history in New Orleans. Joe Burrow wearing the game worn Jamar Chase jersey, which I thought was a pretty boss move. For the game burrow ends up 28 for 37 300 yards and three touchdowns and since he's 30 to 26 win over new orleans jamar chase no small part of that seven catches 12 targets one of them just a completely busted tackle for 60 yards and a touchdown but he ended up going for 132 and two scores those guys as a duo pretty tough to beat for stud of the week who else we got josh allen and stefan diggs did their best impression yeah. though not too long ago with 26 fantasy points going to josh allen 329 yards Three touchdowns, including 32 yards on the ground as well, with 165 yards and a touchdown going to Diggs, also topping 25 fantasy points in most settings. So those guys absolutely dominated. They did pretty damn well, but a receiver was just on their tails as well. Brandon Ayuk, the milk dud himself. Eight catches, 11 targets, 83 yards, and two touchdowns in the Niners' week six loss. And, man, the Niners just looked like garbage in this game. Um, Hadn't given up more than 20 points in a game this year gave up 21 to the Falcons in the first half anyway um, the offense that they did produce pretty much came from Jimmy G going to Brandon I definitely very good game he's not my stud of the week but a great receiving game he was on my bench by the way yeah I was gonna say I can't really put him in the stud of the week because he was on my bench too and universally I got messages that he was on benches most of our sit starts we put him on benches so I do think it has to go to one of those quarterback receiver duos Burrow and Chase getting my vote as the two highest scorers of the week, you look at the rest of the high scores. Truth, it's like Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence, Marcus Mariota. You don't get to like Tyree Kill and Deion Jackson until you get to a couple guys that may have actually been used 
So I do believe Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase should take on those honors. Those are our studs of the week. I mean, Tyreek Hill was actually very close to putting up the numbers Chase did with no touchdowns. I mean, 12 catches, a buck 77. He's certainly in the conversation. We'll talk about him later. If I'm being totally honest, the best game of the week came from Matt Ryan. It wasn't yeah. from Joe Burrow, but it's just a lot of people uh, probably did not have Matt Ryan in their lives, so we can't call it. But let's get it. But if we get into st- uh, stats that stand out for quarterbacks, I mean, Matt Ryan, 42 out of 58, 385, three touchdowns. Uh, against the Jaguars what right Right. he probably had the best stat game of anybody 100 percent. and you got to start to give this guy some waiver wire consideration seems like they might be finally finding their groove there in Indianapolis with that many pass attempts all the receivers getting involved too intriguing attack I was always into him now we're actually seeing it come through and produce Bailey Zappi oh yeah quarterback controversy in New England? I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of a fan of Zappy Hour, baby. 309 yards, two touchdowns, completing an efficient 24 of 34, making some real nice throws all day. I'm a big fan of the kid. Damn, I really like what I saw. I'm also a big fan, and he had a great game. And the Patriots are, I mean, are we going to get that excited after the last couple weeks? I mean, man, they, I don't know. I'm I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying not to overreact. But they look pretty good. There we are. We have a soft part of the schedule. We're going to beat up who we're supposed to beat up. Then it comes down to how we do that for Bills and some of these big teams. We'll see. Let's talk negative quarterback stat popping. And why not start with two of the greatest of all time? Aaron Rodgers, first of all, 26 of 41, 246 yards, one touchdown. And the Packers lost to the Jets, 27 to 10 in Lambeau. Man, they looked awful. And I mean, you know, they were so terrible. They looked terrible the whole game. They, did they get shut out in the first half, or did they manage a field goal at the end? Uh, I think they managed a field goal right at the end there. Brutal, brutal stuff uh, from all angles. Aaron Rodgers hasn't been a top-12 quarterback all year, a single time, not once no. this year. And, and this you called that, by the way, before the season, and we were both kind of like hedging, like, uh, is this crazy? But you were totally right. MVP. We're idiots. He's going to make us look like fools. I guess not. Tom Brady also – a completely and utterly depleted secondary for the Steelers. The Steelers. The Steelers. Are you kidding me? 300 yards and three touchdowns to Josh Allen in a half last week. What does Tom Brady do? 243 and a touchdown. I mean, I guess it was okay, passable. but It wasn't good enough to beat the Steelers, who we were talking last week, might be the worst team in the NFL. And the Bucs lost. What an unbelievable loss that was. I was telling somebody today, I might have even texted you this, like if I had bet on any of these games, I would have lost my house. I mean, like – I was wrong on probably like 80% of the games today. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Yeah. Last guy you got in your negative stats pop and Lamar Jackson. I'm not sure he deserves to be uh, in the same company as those two losers, but 17 out of 32, 210 yards, one touchdown, one pick. They lost to the Giants. That's another game I would have gotten. Well, that's part of why it's on here. All these surprising upsets. Okay, that, that's fair. But he also 10 carries for 77 yards. And you can just tack seven or eight uh, additional points on to what was like an okay game anyway. Uh, that's why I wouldn't probably put him in that category. But Lamar has the stealing rate so high. Um, it's kind of like when Jonathan Taylor sucked in week two. And we were just like, as far as what you expect from this guy, what you expect from Lamar, uh, it was a, a big step down from that. So I guess that's why you had those. Couple of those in a row too. It's getting a little, little nerve wracking. Little here. dicey, Kamara, little dicey, little dicey. Moving to the running backs. Positives was Kamara not finding the end zone, but man, what another big workload! Nineteen carries, six catches, racking up ninety-nine yards on the ground, twenty-five yards in the air, nine targets as well. With everybody else depleted, that gives him now twenty-nine and twenty-five touches across his last two games. Fifty-four touches total. 
that's the most he's ever had in a two-game span, wow. Alvin Kamara. Uh, so, man, workhorse Kamara, we just got to find the end zone. That's the only thing missing. But I feel good about running back one season back on track. You're a Kamara owner. You I'm a double Kamara season? owner. Yeah, you feeling a bit better these I'm, last I'm couple I'm feeling weeks? better. It's still yeah. a little frustrating. I mean, when I, I mean, you know, there's the eye test, and you're just like, he's still not busting big plays. I'm still seeing him get hit. Today. There were some yeah, good a couple, but I'm also seeing him just get hit behind the line a bunch, and I guess that's more that's on the offensive line than him. He's not like a power back or anything. But, yeah, of course. I mean, he was getting zero or like four, and now he's getting me like 15. Sure, I'm happy about that. Ramondre Stevenson, <laughs> a guy who I actually think there's a lot more to be excited about, 19 rushes, 76 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. Uh, in the Patriots week six win over the Browns. He also had four grabs for 15 yards. He's the real deal, man. 60 to 70 snaps and really almost every one that was meaningful, 47 to 49 snaps through three quarters. Then it became a blowout and he surrendered a few. This man was in for everything. 69% of the route, 66% of the carries, 25 fantasy PPR points in back-to-back weeks. The guy is an absolute stud. Love Ramondre. Brees Hall, love this kid too. Talk yeah. about the next like generation yeah. of running back ones. He might be the dynasty running back one if we were drafting today, like the running back one. 20 carries, 116 yards in the win. Uh, also getting another four, uh, two receptions for five yards. Just ripping it up. Another touchdown. I mean, the guy is just an absolute stud. Yeah, it's still great. a little annoying that Carter, 27 snaps compared to 37 for Hall. But the big difference, 20 carries for Hall, just six for Carter. When they're using a back, it's going to be going to Brees Hall. Love what we saw. We're going to touch on this one real quickly because he left the game with an injury. Deion oh. Jackson for the Colts. Uh, he was looking dynamite. What 12 rushes, 42 yards, a touchdown. Uh, he also had 10 catches for 79 yards. And, I mean, the score that he had was an angry run. Do you see that? Where he was just like kind of yeah. put his head down and he looked just pissed off. And he, yep. and he bowled his way into the end zone. I love runs like that. I know you run love runs like that. He did leave. Um, there, I mean, was he like their third string running back as it is? So maybe now they're down to their fourth. But a really good fantasy game. Um who knows how much you know value he's going to have going forward just because he's so far down the depth chart anyway, and now he's hurt. But, man, he looked like a, a really solid NFL running back. To me, what this does is it makes Naeem Hines pretty much expendable because mm-hmm. if something happens to Taylor, I think Dion's the lead guy. Yeah, sure, Hines will work in and take in some of those 10 catches. But what if Deion Jackson – I mean, he looked really, really impressive. Better than anything we've seen Naeem Hines do this year. What if he moves into that Naeem Hines role after a 10-catch day? Not impossible. We got to mention the Ravens running backs. We got Dobbins under negative, but Drake under positive. I'll hit them both here just to cover all the bases. 10 carries. And this was what Rico Baptist, the first comment we get tonight. We got to talk about J.K. Dobbins. We sure do. But just know there was an injury-related situation here. Dobbins rushed 10 times, 119 – or Drake, rather, 10 carries, 119 yards. And the score, having a catch for eight yards, 34 of the 59 snaps – seeing uh, 18 of the routes, 10 of the carries, of the 22 carries. He dominated the workload, completely draked it, and he looked damn good. But that's because Dobbins was hurt. He said his knee tightened up on him a bit, ended up missing the last 40 minutes of the game. So a lot of people freaking out, like, why didn't he touch the ball? Why didn't he touch the ball? He was out. That being said, he was still far less efficient than um, Kenyon Drake while they were both healthy, both on the field. Drake was ripping up chunk after chunk. And Dobbins himself ended up with, what, like 15 yards on uh, seven carries, you know, two a clip, not catching a single ball, running only six of the routes. Didn't look great for Dobbins even before he got hurt. He's hurt again. One of the biggest falls of Sunday for sure. Dalvin Cook, in my opinion, this is kind of a mad Dalvin Cook game. But, I mean, the snap share that he's getting is, is really the kind, of the, it's kind of the big story. I mean, he's on the field all the time. He's obviously a great talent. 
So uh, take it for what it is. But he did carry 13 times for 77 yards. That's a six yard to carry clip, which is pretty awesome. He also had a touchdown, one catch for six yards. Ho-hum for him. Uh, very good game and, and just encouraging usage overall. I'll tell you the most uh, incredible thing for me that came out of this particular game. Um, I didn't realize the Vikings were five and one. I feel yeah. like they're, I feel like they're like the worst five and one team ever. Kind of so maybe the Giants. So maybe the Giants. It's crazy to be team this year. Like the, you, the Vikings look bad to me every game. And then they pull them out. It's crazy. Yeah, it's happening. And, one. Uh, and you alluded to snaps, 45 for just seven for Madison. That had been about a 45-55 split uh, entering this week. So really good for Cook. I know the counting stats didn't end up being monstrous. It really came down to one huge run. But to see that separation in the snap share, only good things coming for Cook in the future. Travis Etienne definitely on the rise. It seems 10 carries, 86 yards, in addition to two catches for 20 yards. We still haven't seen more than three catches in a single game. You'd love to see an uptick in that. But it did come at the expense of James Robinson, who had only 13 carries for 54 yards. It's the clear game throw situation. This was everybody's sell high, and it makes sense why. Jackson Barrett nailed this one, saying Travis Etienne, a nice buy low. James Robinson, a big sell high. He also called Jamar Chase the buy low too uh, this last week. He's been, if you guys don't read the buy low sell high from Jackson every week, you're just missing out, folks. It is, it is unbelievable stuff. And he's been spot on all year. Kenneth Walker, the guy that the Wolf said, empty your bankroll for him. He did rush for 97 yards and a touchdown in a terrible game. I mean, just a game where you, we've had a bunch of those lately. You're just watching the game and you're like, is this really NFL football? But he was probably the best guy in it, if I'm being honest. I don't know. Gino had his moments, as he has. Gino, yeah. Game manager Gino, I guess. A little bit of rushing here and there. But anyway, Walker looked good. He's the undisputed guy in the backfield for Seattle, and they run the ball quite a bit. So, so far, the Wolf looking pretty smart. You get yourself a running back two, maybe a low-end running back one, and there you go. This kid looks like a stud. He really does. Christian McCaffrey, we know, is a stud. But three straight games now with great receiving usage. Seven catches, 89 yards in addition to 69 yards on the ground. Only thing he didn't do was find the end zone, but man, what a total yardage day on 20 touches. You love to see it. Nobody else coming close to his usage in the backfield. So new coach, no problem. In fact, even better given the usage he had. Love to see that game from McCaffrey. Moving to negative now. If we move on to negative before we do, if you haven't already given us a like or a subscribe, please do that. We're trying to fly through. We got like 15, 20 minutes before kickoff. We're going to do our best to be done by that time. So uh, throw it our way. Obviously, we are in turbo mode here to try to get done. And uh, by the on that note, too, if you have a sit-start question for tonight that you need to get in, the only way we'll end up guaranteed would be super – I know it makes it sound like greedy snobs, but ultimately it's the only way. Like it will pop up on our radar and we'll make sure to hammer it. So – if you have something you need us to get to tonight, even just a couple bucks super chat would mean the world. Be so appreciated. But let's keep rolling on into the negative truth. Yep. We talked about Jeff Wilson, who screwed both the wolf and myself. Rare that someone can get us both in one night but or one afternoon. But this guy managed to do it. Seven rushes, 25 yards uh, and an extremely costly fumble. Uh, made me feel really uncomfortable. We've been talking in the last couple of weeks. Wilson's good. He's good for 13, 14. He was probably the guy in my lineup. I felt the least concerned about. I was right? just like, he's going to put up what he's going to put up. And then, you know, I, I didn't actually get to turn on the games until maybe one forty-five, and he had 0.3 yards and it just left me feeling it. And then, and then as the game progressed, he ended up finishing with 0.5. A- adding a robust point two to that. Yeah. Yeah. So Here anyway, I, he certainly deserves to be in the negative column. Yeah, probably the dud of the week if you're giving out those honors. He played 31 of 60 snaps compared to 12 for Coleman, one for Tyrion Davis Price, 20 of the routes, like seven of the 15. So still technically the highest usage guy, 
But man, plus man, the game flowed away from him. I expect better days ahead, but you got to be a little more nervous sitting him or uh, starting him rather. Backfield for the Packers. Interesting stuff here. Aaron Jones, nine carries for just a whopping 19 yards, three catches for woo, 25 yards. I mean, remember the Devontae Adams splits averaging over 12 targets a game, over 25 PPR points. He hasn't had more than a pass-heavy game like this. Oh, brutal. And A.J. Dillon, not much better. Does out-carry him 10 times for 41 yards, but four catches at 11 yards. Just inefficiency from this entire backfield. And with the offense looking as bad as it does, I don't know that it can be. You know, remember the Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram of 2017 is going to be reborn. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has nearly enough volume or just offensive firepower right now to pull it off. Gross all around. Gross, gross, gross. They stink. Um, speaking of gross, not as a general rule, but certainly this week, the Browns running backs, Nick Chubb bottled up for 12 rushes, 56 yards, losing to the Patriots. More shocking and startling, Kareem Hunt, 12 yards rushing, zero catches. What oh. a terrible fantasy day for him. Awful for both. Uh, and this is the first time the Browns have trailed by more, uh, four more points for 69% of the plays. This is for you, uh, Dwayne McFarland on Twitter. Nick Chubb was limited to just 44% of the snaps and 12 rushing attempts. So this was the really negative game script we've seen from them. And it was pretty damning for Nick Chubb. We saw Kareem Hunt get actually just in neck and neck with him. 43% of the snaps, almost all of the long down and distance, 82%. But as you mentioned, none of that came into any type of counting stats with just one target, zero catches, 12 yards on the ground. Hideous day in general. I think this is kind of classic Belichick just shutting down what you do best uh, and, and did it quite well. We talked about the Ravens. We mentioned Brees Hall in the positives and how Michael Carter, you know, 20 carries for Brees, just six for Carter, 41 yards, did not find the end zone, but did have a catch for six yards at mad day to define all mad days. Michael Carter, we talked about him as uh, the foil to Brees Hall getting unlimited work in the Jets backfield. Um, you know, maybe a little bit unfair to give him a negative stat line. Six rushes, 41 yards. He did average seven yards a clip, but still. I, I just did that one, but nice thing done. <laughs> what? What are yeah. you talking about? I thought I you just, did J.K. Dobbins. No, I did I did the Ravens earlier, so I oh, jumped ahead one. Jesus but, Christ. Chase Edmonds. Your attention over there. <laughs> Chase, no, I was reading the next one ahead. Chase, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Two, two carries. Two, two carries, three yards. Fuck three him. yards. Great day for him, but he did get the passing game work back. Uh, ultimately playing the majority of those snaps and a May day for most 14 carries, 49 yards. So ultimately seeing Chase Evans more involved again, uh, even though 14 to two carries going to most we did see a lot more of the receiving work coming out to Edmonds. Like it was in those early weeks. It looked like we had most kind of emerging in that like high end RB two radar, but if Edmonds is going to be taking over uh, seven of the nine, two minute drill, you know, six of the uh, 10 third down snaps kind of taking over the majority of that work again. It's tough. Daryl Henderson, his final stat line ended up being okay. He scored. He did find the end zone. I'm trying to – I got the box score right here. So, Daryl Henderson, 12 carries, 43 and a touchdown. So, that was all right. What was a little bit concerning was over seven players. I think it ended up being eight total people had carried the day. Malcolm Brown getting involved for seven. Brandon Powell for three. Uh, Just if you look at the snap totals, it's kind of all over the place here. So, it was not just the clear-cut – all day Daryl Henderson show. So it's kind of a mad day for him. We mentioned James Robinson's mad day as well. So let's hit some receivers. No, I want to do one of the ones you just did. Uh, <laughs> just, anyway, anyway uh, receivers, we already talked about 
Brandon Ayuk, we already talked about Jamar Chase when we were talking about studs. So let's move on to Michael Pittman. 13 catches Ooh. on 16 targets. This is the guy I was kind of pressured into saying I was mushing. I was obviously wrong. You were down <laughs> on Pittman, too. Uh, 13 of 16 targets for 134 yards. The Colts' week six win. Uh, he didn't get in the end zone, but, I mean, man, Matt Ryan was throwing the ball everywhere, and Pittman was definitely his main guy. I mean, that is the definition of a target hog. 16, uh, good to see him back. It had been a couple of meh weeks where Alec Pierce seemed to be taking over almost in a way. So good to see Pittman reinforcing his will. Nearly a 30% target share for the day. Set 27.5%. Not bad at all. Chris Godwin, huge day from him. 12 targets, 6 catches, 95 yards. Huge in the fact that he ran a nice. route on 91% of the routes. We had seen that kind of in that 50% easing him back in. Huge to see a 31% target share. Looks like he is fully, fully back, and you can trust him as an every-week low-end wide receiver one. All right. Um, Alan Lazard, four catches, nine targets, 76 yards, and a score. Not much to get excited about in the Packers' offense or receiving core in general. And, I mean, I don't know how excited I get about this, but he was, I would say, the most reliable receiver in a group that's not very reliable. I had him in my lineup. I was glad to see him catch a touchdown. But I'm not getting too excited. The MVP of Giants camp. Yep, there you go. He's the Wandell Robinson of the Packers. <laughs> we will be talking about him momentarily. Tyree Kill, a whopping 15 targets. Hall's in 12 of them for 177. Bridgewater loves the guy. It seems like Tua's going to be back. Yep. He also loves this guy. But, man, if you if Bridgewater makes any more starts, you got to know Tyreek is his boy. Jalen Waddle not to be outdone by much. 129 yards, 10 targets, 6 catches. Beastly day for him. Good to see this offense continue to just funnel to their top two players. Chase Claypool, seven targets, seven catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown, including one or two at the end that really helped seal the deal um, where they needed a first down to end the game. I mean, he was a go-to guy. He really came through in this game. He's a very up-and-down player. I've been very up-and-down on him, but nothing but praise for him uh, today. Great job. Yeah, he has a good rapport with Trubisky, it seemed. That's where a lot of his damage came in. So I'd be trying to sell Claypool, actually, off of Me this too. game. It was a nice game, good effort, probably the best we're going to see from him. Uh, so I'd be selling. And we got a super chat we got to make sure to hit before we continue on here. It's just a Texas uh, Hustler, our boy, just giving us a super sticker. Our guy, man, love te- Texas Hustle, the <laughs> ultimate hype man indeed. And Pat Fry was also another reason why that target share may have been higher than expected. Amari Cooper, 12 targets. Oh, man, 29% share. Solid stuff. Only ends up hauling in four for 44, but did score. Him and Brissett do have that nice chemistry in the red zone. Uh, so solid, you know, rate despite the 33% catch rate, a nice day ultimately for Amari Cooper here. Your boy, Paris Campbell, seven oh. catches on 11 targets, 57 yards and a touchdown. I don't know if he deserves to be in like uh, this like positive, positive group. But I mean, yeah, he, he caught a big, a, a big score and he got targeted 11 times. Pittman overall, bigger part of the offense. But Campbell got it. Campbell scored a touchdown when the Colts hadn't scored a touchdown in like two games. So not bad, not bad. 81 snaps led the way. And you always loved you've been a you're a pair of Campbell. Oh, come on. You just want me to get going here. You love that is the people's Jones. Five targets, four catches, 74 yards. Just wanted to mention him because he continues to lead this team in snaps. 61 compared to 53 for Amari routes run. Uh, the guy just gets it done, and man, when Deshaun Watson comes back, it's going to be beautiful. Let's talk Matt, Alec Pierce. Let's stick with that Colts receiving core. Three catches, seven targets, 45 and a touchdown. Uh, the touchdown was at the end. It was a, somewhat of a mop-up, like game-ending type thing. But uh, the Wolf's been high on Pierce. I like Pierce. I have him on my bench now. He did find the end zone. Not an overwhelming game, but not nothing also. 
<laughs> Indeed. George Pickens, three catches on six targets, 27 yards. Definitely took the backseat to Claypool, as did Deontay Johnson, 28 yards, five catches, seven targets. It was disappointing to see, you know, Kenny Pickett was playing quite well, then got hurt, and it just became that Mitch Trubisky sluggish show quite again, but still meh for these receivers for sure. T. Higgins, definition of a mad game. Six yeah. catches, 10 targets, 47 yards, meh. Very, very mad. Don't worry. He did, he did play. Uh, he was not on the field for the first couple drives, and ultimately he did come back in, played 34 of 36 snaps after the first quarter being eased in. Uh, so this might be a good chance to go try to buy him after a, a one dud game of the year. He's been better than Jamar Chase. It wasn't even a dud. It was a meh. It, it was a meh game, exactly. Mike Evans, meh, four for four, 42 <laughs> yards, and really, really good secondary. Uh, not. <laughs> Everybody was banged up and destroyed. This looked like it was going to be Evans just like coming out party, massive three touchdown day. Didn't happen. Too bad. Drake London, three catches on four targets, 40 yards. I'm not even sure this uh, lives up to the category of meh. Yeah, this is now we're moving kind of, into negative territory. <laughs> Transitioning us to the negatives, we get to Devin Duvernay with no Bateman, still useless. One of five targets, 14 yards. He had some nice touchdowns to begin the year, but this is not a guy you can trust. You can cut him at this point. Robbie Anderson sent to the locker room yeah. by entering Panthers coach Steve Wilkes in the fourth quarter of Carolina's week six game against the Rams. So uh, from the locker room, he was not able to haul in any catches. Yeah, no, he did not. Uh, what a fucking bag of shit. But let's see, hope this gets him traded out to maybe like Green Bay or something where he can resurrect his value. And then the Jets, nobody's trustable besides Brees Hall in this offense. Eli Moore, not even, even a though they keep target. winning. They keep winning, but doesn't translate to any good fancy stats since Zach Wilson has been there. Garrett Wilson, one for eight on five targets. Conklin, one for 16. Corey Davis leading the way, two catches for 52 yards. Not even a target for Elijah Moore. Just an awful experience. I think all these guys can honestly be cut as good as Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore might be his talents. There's This bus driver of Garrett Wilson is absolutely hideous. And they were only at 68 and 64% routes too. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Corey Davis is the most valuable receiver here. And that's saying something. That's not a compliment. That's like saying you're the Wandell Robinson. Yeah, uh, exactly. (laughs) Mark Andrews, seven catches on 11 targets, moving to tight ends for 106 yards and a score. He just kind of keeps plugging along, doesn't he? Yeah, good outing for George Kittle as well. Andrews clearly tight end one, as was Kelsey today. You know, his his running mate, his competition. What did Kelsey end up with here against the the Bills? Uh, 108 yards on eight catches. One wide receiver performance, so I, I wanted to scan these box scores. I did want to bring up Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, five catches, 113, broke a tackle, got down the field for a score. Also, uh, pretty you know his biggest day by far among the Chiefs. It still was definitely Kelsey as the main engine with his eight catches and 108 yards. But good to see Juju clearly leading this team in receiver. Maybe that's the performance he needs to build on. I still think it's going to be a headache each and every week, though. For Chiefs receivers, yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, I don't know. You mentioned Kittle having a good game. Robert Tanyan also. This was actually a, a more of a bright spot even than Lazard. Ten uh, catches on 12 targets for 90 yards. Out of the tight end position, that's nothing to sneeze at. Real good usage. However, you're a sell high on Tanyan, right? Yeah, I think so. It was in, incongruent with what they've typically done throughout this year. A lot more 11 personnel given they were playing from behind. And maybe given this team sucks, maybe they will be from now on. So maybe you sell, but ultimately what tight ends are out there seeing 12 targets and certainly nobody, in, uh, nobody good offense, at least uh, Mike Gusecki, 69, two scores, the tight end one of the week right now, he ran a season high 75% of the routes and it returned uh, turned into 25 fantasy points. So maybe after going 57, 66, and now 75% seeing bumps every week, maybe Gusecki reemerges as a tight end one. You can use again. 
And he did the gritty after he scored that first touchdown. Oh my God. Yeah. Hunter Henry caught four balls for seven on seven targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. It's kind of like we talked about uh, when we were just talking about Gusecki. Really, when we're talking about all these guys, if you're doing anything as a tight end and you're catching four balls, you're catching five balls, you're getting the ball in the end zone sometime, you're a viable tight end. Henry did that. You know, I, I'd have to say he's a start, right? 100%. Uh, not a bad day at all. I, I plugged him into one lineup, and I'm pretty pumped I did. Another potential streamer moving forward, Daniel Bellinger, as you just said. Five catches at tight end. That's huge. 38 yards and a score. He's been seeing an uptick every single week. And this week, 82% of the routes really, really firmly in there with 20% target share as well. Definitely a quality tight end, too, moving forward. David Njoku, three catches, six targets, 58 yards. I don't know if this is supposed to be in the positive category. If so, we're really straight on the bottom of the barrel. Seems like meh at best. Meh at best. That's where it is. As was Kyle Pitts. Found the end zone. We can't complain too much, but only 19. Yeah, yeah, we can. We can. Yeah, we still can complain. 11 personnel, 10 of 14 snaps. Rarely playing in that 2-1 personnel as well. So 21.4% target rate, 1.36 yards per out run. Season lows since week two. Just not great. They do have a very easy schedule, the Falcons do. Good chance to sell him. He had a touchdown. He looked good. Maybe the Pitts name has a little more glamour to it heading into this week. I'd be selling. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be selling. But like when we people are saying, like, oh, sell high. This is high. Three yeah. catches, 19 yards. It's not high. We're at the high. We're at the peak. Hurst. Uh caught had three catches on three targets. It was for 21 yards. Unfortunately, it all came very early and then nothing else. He's a guy who'd been producing quite a bit before that. So this was definitely a downer game for him. It was. Ultimately, though, this is a concentrated offense. He ran 30 of the 40 routes. Uh, You're looking for that for your tight end. I was discouraged, but ultimately a guy I could still roll out there as a low-end tight end. One Conklin at this point is cuttable, though. He's now splitting time with Uzuma. CJ Uzuma is out-targeting him this week. Um, He only ran 12 routes. Tyler Conklin did today. So that first four steady volume we saw, no longer there. All right. um, Let's go on to injuries. Let's go on to impact players. Um, and let's see what happened. We talked about Deion Jackson already. He was declared out in week six, um, and we actually talked about him a decent amount. But Kenny Pickett, concussion, did not return to Pittsburgh's week six game against the Bucs. It didn't matter. Mitch Trubisky came in there, took care of business like Mitch always does. <laughs> really cleaned up for him. Cam Brait was forced from the game with a head injury. He was coming off a concussion from week five, so this one could linger. Prayers up to him that it's not yeah. like an even more re-aggravated situation, but did not look good. Um, so prayers up for Cam Bray. We could be looking at a very extended absence here. Randall Cobb left with an ankle injury. And you saw as he's leaving the game, his tears rolling down his cheeks, which leads you to believe like it's probably pretty serious. Um, probably not crying because of the pain. Probably he knows like that's it for his season and who knows about his career going forward. He's yeah. not a spring. He's not a spring chicken. Um, so I feel really bad about that for him. I've always liked Cobb. He's not sexy, but respect the guy as a football player. And, you know, I, I don't think we'll be seeing him again this season. Who knows? We'll ever see him again. Exactly. Prayers up for him, too. Uh, and that's all I could think of for injury. So it didn't seem like a huge. And Dobbins, as we mentioned, left with knee tightness, didn't play the last 40 minutes of the game. Um, so that's obviously something to monitor here. Backfield could be a mess even if he is out, but Drake seemed to take over. And that transitions us quite well to our early week seven waiver wire looks. As we hit these, that thumbs up button would be so greatly appreciated. We'll kick off in just a couple minutes, guys. Some of these guys, some of these guys you've heard if you've been here for the whole show, but let's dive right back in to repeat a few of them. Kenyon Drake, 4% roster, Mm. saw 10 carries, 119 yards, and a score playing 34 of the 59 snaps, 18 of the 36 routes, 
10 of the 22 carries, became a pseudo bell cow. I imagine you know, Edwards is waiting in the wings if Dobbins messes time. Maybe they elevate Mike Davis a little bit more. Still, Drake looks so damn good. I imagine he's going to see some work moving forward. Speed, you want to take a stab into the tight end, uh, you know, the deep end of the tight, the tight end pool? Dan Bellinger, 2% owned, five catches, five targets, 38 yards, and a touchdown. We talked about him before. You could do, you could do a lot worse, people. Give them a don't shot. find a lot of tight end scene, 20% target shares, especially ones that are increasing the routes each and every week. They're using them in the backfield at times too. Creative usage for a plus athlete. The tight end position, like you were saying, Truth, that you can do a whole lot worse. Speaking of the Giants, Wandale Robinson. Yeah. He only played 35% of the passing plays, but was targeted on 36% of those with an average depth of target of 9.3. That was huge numbers that suggest this role could be elite moving forward. Three catches, 37 yards, and a score on the day. So made the most of his limited work. 13 of his 15 snaps and 11 personnel. You imagine if he can get in those two receiver sets now and not just be a strictly slot guy. They did move him around a bit too. Primary team slot, though, has been targeted heavily for Daniel Jones this year. So I really like Wandale. He looked electric out there on his touches. Of all the, the names we're talking about, He's probably the most intriguing talent if I could just kind of stash him and let's see what happens. I'm really tempted to do Wandell Robinson right now since you skipped Donovan Peoples-Jones, but I want to show that I was listening this time. Yeah, um, he's, only 15, he's only 15% owned. He caught four balls on five targets, 74 yards in the Browns' loss to the Patriots. Doesn't excite me too much. I know the Wolf owns a lot of Donovan Peoples-Jones stock from back when he thought Deshaun Watson was going to be their quarterback. <laughs> hey, but that's the real play here is, one, you're getting some standalone by-week fill-ins. He's, he's had nine or more fancy points in over half of his games so far this year, and that's with Jacoby Brissett. Deshaun Watson, top-graded PFF deep passer, his last full season out. He's always thrown a gorgeous deep ball. So Peoples-Jones could be unlocked even further, trying to get ahead and get there before – uh, Deshaun Watson arrives. We mentioned Tunyon, 12 targets. This guy is just around the 20% owned mark. 10 catches on 12 targets, 90 yards. Season high uh, route participation was 74% today, 27% target share. Uh, knowing he was coming off an injury, maybe this was like the sign that he's fully off, fully recovered rather from that knee injury and ready to turn it on. I would probably prefer him to Daniel Bellinger for sure. Like, this is a player we've seen get it done. This would be probably my top tight end of the week to pick We up. talked about the deep end of the tight end pool. Now let's go to the deep end of the wide receiver pool. Tyquan yeah. Thornton, 1% owned. If you're in a league where this guy's already owned, you're in the vast, vast minority of <laughs> leagues here. Uh, he ended up being the third wide receiver over the course of the rest of the game after some injuries. Uh, he was targeted five times by Bailey Zappi. Four receptions on those five targets, 37 yards and a touchdown. Not too shabby. No, not too shabby at all. Electric player, the fastest player in this year's class. Looked great all preseason, was getting rave reviews in training camp, and now we got injuries to Kendrick Bourne, to Nelson Aguilar. I, and they already wanted this kid to be involved, but seeing a nice 73% of the routes, 17% target share, target rate was 19%, and he also got 10% of the rushes. He's had the most carries other than Ramondre Stevenson today. Electric kid, electric player. The team clearly wants to get him the ball, uh, so definitely like him moving forward especially Bailey Zappi keeps singing it. Two more tight ends that I wanted to touch upon was Mike Gusecki. We mentioned him, 24% rostered, saw seven targets, 69 yards, and two touchdowns. The big thing, again, was 75% of route participation. That was at 57, then 66, and now 75. So we've seen an increase each and every week, and it resulted in 16% target share. So if we can keep that type of 70% or so routes, Gusecki's a plus athlete, maybe sucks at grittying, as you mentioned, but ultimately a guy that He's could give you plus numbers at the uh, in a, a good offense 
touchdown bet every single week. Sammy Watkins got him down here, 8% owned. He's actually on the IR, and we're monitoring this with uh, Randall Cobb's health. I got to say, this one doesn't do much for me. It seems to me that the Packers passing game and just offense in general is stagnant to the point where I'm not looking for someone who's going to be a third banana. It seems to me Lazard and Romeo Dubs, maybe to a lesser degree, and then you got your running backs, are going to be swooping up a lot of the Packers balls, of which there's not too many even being thrown or completed or anything like that. But if you're interested in uh, you know, the slot guy for the Packers, Watkins will be coming back from IR before too long. Maybe give him a look. What do you think? Do you think he's worth a look even? I don't See, really. last time out, he went three catches on four targets, 93 yards. That's true. Team. So he had a good rapport with, with Rodgers before he went down. And, yeah, Dubs have that one or two big games, but it doesn't seem like he's really come in and taken just a stranglehold Agreed. on that role. So maybe Sammy Watkins does come in to a nice target share. I think it's worth – as you can tell, we're kind of grasping at straws here. Yeah. There's not much on the waiver wire early on this week. Jarek McKinnon – did play a good amount of the snaps, led the team in rushing, uh, I believe. Hold on. Oh, no, never mind. Receiving for running backs. He had three catches for 29 yards. Clyde was there, led the way with nine for 33. 33. But that was pretty hideous. That was. I wonder great. if I was right. Remember when Katie Jiggs asked my opinion on four terrible running backs and I yeah. said go with McKinnon? I wonder, I wonder if he ended up being the top guy because they were all pretty awful. He may have been. I also think I've ran away with that game. Um, did okay, good. Robinson. Well, I, I didn't want her to, I didn't want my, uh, you know, pick to lose the game for it. Sounds like it didn't. Yeah. And the last uh, waiver wire pick I'd have to mention is Allen Robinson. Now I don't know what his actual league ownership is at. I know I dropped him anywhere. I had him get him out of the locker room. And how did he respond today? Truth, five catches, 63 yards and a touchdown looked actually kind of good today for the first time. It looked year. like he had a little swag about him. Yeah. A little swag about him. He was running, rubbing it in my face. Like, why did you drop me? So double check your league. See if there's any idiots like me in there that just gave up on Robinson too quick. Uh, but are we are we idiots? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I did not leave that being like, oh, I'm an idiot. No. And what if people start blowing their fab to go get him or like top waiver claims? Kind of like a, a little bait, a little tempting. You can tool. have him. I'm not I'm not going back and trying to get him on my team. No. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Uh, no, nor should you probably. We already mentioned a bunch of tight ends too, but the last one to keep your eyes on at a position we're always looking for something viable, K to Auten. Now, it's mostly because Cameron Brake got hurt. We came right back in, two catches on three targets, 23 yards. Brady loves going to this guy whenever he's in. And remember just last week when Brake was out, 94% of the routes, 87 or 94% of the snaps, 87% of the routes, more than any other Bucks player. He had good chemistry showing with Brady, six for 47 in that extended action. So wouldn't be shocked if, if Brayton misses more time than expected now with back-to-back concussions the last two times he's been out. You got to imagine he won't be out for a little while here now. Uh, so Kate Otten, I could see being a decent tight end for the future. All right. Well, I mean, that's about it. You want to hit the mailbag or you want to go to kickoff? Uh, I, we can hit it real quick or I don't mind just mowing through it. Um, it's, not, it's wanna, not a huge mailbag, but we can go through it. I did want to note too, Khalil Shakir, I think in the second half, Took over for a dud McKenzie, dud of the week uh, potential here. McKenzie, two for nine. Um, also good to see Dawson Knox. We're kind of sifting through the four clocks that ended right as we were going live. Um, good to see Dawson Knox reemerge, 37 yards and a touchdown. He was dropped in a lot of leagues. I think he could be viable, ca- catching the go-ahead, uh, go-to guy for Josh Allen. Um, and we had Devin Singletary right back into that every snap type of role. So good to see there. And um, Gabe Davis working the windmill. Oh, yeah, work in the windmill. We mentioned Stefan Diggs, but yeah, the windmill inside his pants for Gabe Davis was definitely swirling. Three catches, 74, and a manly touchdown 
as always. I feel like that's just about it. I don't think there's any other big notes like out of the Rams, Panthers, the Cardinals, and and the uh, Seahawks was real disappointing for what we were expecting. You know, fifty over under ended up delivering twenty eight whole points. Like Ertz seven for seventy, that was okay. But you know, Benjamin, the flop of the day, fifteen for thirty seven, three catches for twenty eight yards, looked like the mega chalk like play on DraftKings and just didn't deliver for anybody. Uh, so yeah, hey, can I can I just real quick? I mean, I know, don't you just think Matt Stafford looks like shit? He does. He doesn't look good at all. Um, okay. I just wanted to yeah, say that. Not good. So let's uh, rip through these. We mentioned Brico. Right. We did talk about Dobbins. It was an injury, but he also didn't look great beforehand. Knox redeemed me. Yes. I, I told him, Knox, glad he got the touchdown for you. David, who's waiting in the waiting room, by the way. Oh, David is here for the Collins. My bad. I just scrolled down and saw you. David, what's going on, my dude? Oh, Christ almighty. Um, <laughs> it, it's been a week, but I just wanted to say Isaiah McKenzie, like – Oh, like you, you wanted more than two catches for nine yards. I had him in both of my leagues. I was ready for the guy to blow up completely. And yeah, so drop a touchdown. He looked like, I mean, he, the play, I think, wasn't horrible just because he got two end zone targets, dropped both of them, like had a brutal like. Don't forget, he also he also dropped a ball that was called a fumble. Or I think maybe they then said it was a forward pass or something, but I mean he basically fumbled. He could have been negative, yeah. Could have been, yeah. could have been even worse. But yeah. no, it was a shitty play. I, I, he should have had at least one touchdown, maybe even two. Uh, but I'm, I'm worried moving forward. Khalil Shakir came in after a couple boneheaded plays for McKenzie and, and called in a, a nice catch right away. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see the rookie take over that. If Josh right. Allen was, if Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback, he'd never see the ball again. Never would, never would, indeed. But no, thanks, um, guys. Keep it up. See you guys. See, you, uh, see Wolf on Tuesday. Cheers, my man. Look forward to it, David. Hopefully, you get the win, anyways. Despite McKenzie, we'll hopefully, pull it out, David. Pull it out. All righty, another Colin too. My man Jeremiah, what's going on, brother? What's up? Hey, I'm just competing with David here. Trying okay. To, trying Compete to get away. on here with David. No. Oh yeah, for the call and record, that's true. Jeremiah right. is keeping it, keeping it real here too, my man. Great to no, see you. David is amazing with all these call-ins. I don't even know how he does it. That's crazy. Super fan ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it, brother. Yeah, my my team kind of flopped on me, but it's all right. I think my team's got potential to win it all. Uh, nice. I don't know. I don't really have a question here. Well, I just, good luck. Just kind of venting to say. Uh, I love listening to you guys. You guys are great. So Thanks, buddy. I, Thanks like, so much, I, I hear a lot from you guys. So I, I appreciate it, my man. Thank you. Even though you didn't listen on Thursday. Next time, don't just put those Thursday guys in I just know, for some fun. <laughs> yeah. But we love it's you, Jeremiah. Thanks See for you. tuning in, man. We always love having you. Let's rip through this uh, the rest of this mailbag. Uh, Giants fan, I'm warning everyone, Kenya Drake looked good because it was the Giants. Yeah, that's true. The run defense is bad for the Giants. Uh but man, he did look good. And the Giants five and freaking one. What the hell is happening? Makes no sense to me. I I I don't know what to say about it. Like I said, I was almost equally shocked that the Vikings are five and one. Yeah. Uh, Breeze Lightning stud, Matt B. I mean, he's been a freaking awesome. Um, we got this question. I was gonna uh, ask before before we jump into that one, where would you draft Brees Hall if you were drafting today? Like are you talking about overall like snake draft, something yeah. like that? Um you're going to laugh at me, but probably like fringe first round. I, I was going to say like six, seven, like honestly, mid first I was going to say like nine, 10. Like he is an absolute stud and the role's only growing. And this offense is actually not horrendous. At least it 
flows through him. So, I, man, I love the guy. Absolutely love All him. All right. Well, we both like the guy a ton. Now, we got this question the last time we we did this together, which was Thursday. She's saying he's got it. I remember this because these were such impressive receivers. Oh, Hollywood, yeah. Olave, Godwin, Mike Williams, I need to drop one. And we both said the same thing, which is don't do that. Yeah, don't just drop your kicker <laughs> and take the L. Uh, I mean, I guess if you have to drop one of these guys, it's probably Olave. Given yeah, you said Godwin, but I mean, you said Godwin last show, but Godwin had a great game. And so now I, routes, I agree right? with you now it's Olave, but I would really urge you either not to drop one or to try to trade one because try, like, these, exactly. these guys have one. real value. value. You, these guys should not be on the waiver wire anyway. Like package two of them and get an upgrade, I guess, if that's what it comes down to. Olave, Godwin, and get, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, Mike if Evans, that guy he, needs it, like know. something like that. Uh, Hollywood Brown too with Hopkins coming back, maybe he's the cut. But I just but exactly, they, they, they all have real value. You can't maximize just throw them on their value. Beat, exactly. Know? Cardi says I need twenty two from the Eagles D and Eckler. Um, I like your shot. I think I mean, Eckler himself the last two weeks has like doubled that up. So I put he's got a tough match against the Broncos, but still, I yep. think you got a good shot there. Have a start sit between Miles Sanders and Zeke. Um, hopefully you decided well on this since that game has already started. Half yeah, sorry PPR. to miss that one, Lucius. We who typically have, don't get our sit starts for Sunday night other than Super Chats as I tried to preview. But yeah. Who would you have started, Wolf? I would go Miles Sanders there. Zeke makes me a little nervous. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Texas Hustler needs a fucking tight end. Yeah, you and, <laughs> you and everybody else that doesn't own Kelsey or uh, Andrews. Thinking of playing a little wild, have a good lead, shits and giggles, which Cowboys tight end tonight? What do you think? I mean, Schultz is the tight end if I have to use the Cowboys tight end, but I know right? I don't want to use either. Uh, so shit and giggles for our man, Texas Hustler. We love the guy. Etienne. Etienne, the real deal? We talked um, about him in the risers. Yeah, rising running backs. I thought he looked great. Seems like he has a more secure weekly role than James Robinson at this point. Yeah. Um See, the birds, the, the birds, birds for Mike Clay. Jeremiah said, I lost this week. It's okay. I got faith my team will make the playoffs and win. Jeff Wilson hurt me too, but I still think he's yeah, legit. I think he's a legit talent. I'm worried though a little bit. Yeah, Eli Mitchell's not far. You know, a couple weeks left for him to come back. Man, yeah, it's not great. Go Cowboys, baby. Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> Robert Ray and I had to choose between Dylan and Hunt, and I played Hunt. After JT was declared out, I didn't pick up Jackson, which was my mistake. Well, like, yeah, yeah, Hunt was the wrong call, but it's not like Dylan lit the world on fire, Robert. I know, and I think I told a couple of people to play Hunt over Jackson too. So even if you had Jackson, I might not have given you the right advice. He looked like an absolute stud for the three quarters. I'm up by ten. I got Mike Williams playing against Lamb. What do you think? I like your shot, Super AC. I'd probably yeah. prefer Mike Williams this week, anyways. But give Mike Williams plus ten. I'll take the ten points. Um, yeah. Matt B. Entire Arizona offense dud of the week. That's yeah, that whole that game was just shit. Dave says, remember to like, subscribe, thank comment. You. Let's help Blast Rotor Street in the stratosphere. Thank you That's very much. Man, thank you, guys. Please do consider liking, subbing, seeing some new wor- names out here. Definitely would love to have you guys along for the ride. Hit that sub button so you're with us regularly. McCurley, Wolf's up, guys. PPR, do you like Olave for Higgins? I prefer Higgins, I think, rest of the season. What about you? I also prefer Higgins, but I really do like Olave. I love Olave. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like my wide receiver 11 and wide receiver 14 for the rest of the season. They're neck and neck. So if you really want Olave, go for it. But I prefer Higgins. McCurley Wolf also says, what do you do with uh, DJ Moore? Uh, uh, you pray for a trade. because Light him on fire. Exactly. Unless he gets traded. This he, I've never been a Moore guy. Uh, until he got a quarterback was always my stance and he still has never had a quarterback. He doesn't have a quarterback. <laughs> no, so no, I have no interest unless he gets traded. This is an interesting question. Keenan Allen or Mike Thomas rest of the season. I'm more confident we actually see Keenan. I wouldn't be shocked if Michael Thomas just like doesn't return. You know retired, how he is. Retired. Like 
Keenan will get back when he's healthy. I just don't know if MT even wants to play ball anymore. I would uh I'm a big Michael Thomas fan. I would definitely take Keenan Allen here. Yeah, all right. There we go. We're, we're aligned here. Uh Sarah. FML, unless Hertz puts up 31 points. It's not impossible, although the Cowboys have got a pretty good defense. I'll go two and four. Hollywood Brown in a walking uh, boot. Jeff Wilson half point five points. Miami defense minus one. I just can't catch a break. Not Sorry. this week, huh? Sorry, I know you Sarah. got such a stacked roster, Sarah. Just they didn't show up. Sometimes they just don't get off the bus. Nothing you us coaches can do, you know. <laughs> Jeremiah said I picked up Thornton in my dynasty league weeks ago. Good call. Great and then call. He says the guy in my league dropped him. He's talking about Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all dropped Alan Robinson, man. Oh, brutal stuff. Well, Wolfpack, I hope you enjoyed this recap. My rest of season big board will be updated tomorrow with all these notes and any more we pick up from tonight and the 4 p.m. games we may have missed. If you missed the, if you're on the audio, fantasy fullback dive, we do go live Sunday right before the 8 uh, 15 game. So come check us out live on YouTube or Facebook, wherever you want to watch and get your questions on in and all our content that big board I alluded to, the trade value chart that Jackson will update. And he has been literally hit nailing every each and every week with these buys and sells is at RoadStreetJournal.com. Whew. And a woeful offensive sheep, guys. Be the wolf. Hope you get everything you need to win these week six matchups. Later, guys. Later. We used to have it all, but now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, oh, oh. And wave out to the crowd and take our final bow. Football right there, folks.